And usually, you know, you used to be able to do it like, oh, we're closing next week. Do you guys have insurance? Oh, no, I'll call my agent. We'll get it written up. I think those days are probably gone. So we try to inform the public about this. And unless, you know, if you're going to be in a real estate transaction or know someone who is, you need to let them know day one, hey, we're about to get in this house. You start working on getting that insurance. My recommendation would be the second you open escrow, go apply to multiple carriers. Because if you apply to one and they're not able to do it, you could get to the end of your escrow period and not be able to close. As if buying a home hasn't presented enough challenges in recent months. Interest rates and low inventory have squeezed the market. Now a new challenge has emerged as many of the biggest insurance carriers have stopped issuing new policies in California. Find out why and how it's affecting homeowners on this episode of the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with Hal Swayze. Here's your host, James Bueno. Welcome, everybody, to beautiful San Luis Obispo, California, for another podcast episode of the uh, Slow County Real Estate Podcast with Mr. Hal Swayze. Again, Hal is with us. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm great, James. I love it because we hit 70 today, and it feels amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, and I keep saying beautiful because I'm looking out the window, and it's gorgeous outside. Right? There's not a, this, cloud, not a cloud in the sky. Is this cloudy, cold spring going to affect the real estate market? <laughs> I don't know. That could be a problem. Speaking <laughs> of beautiful... We're spoiled. Yeah, we are. It's funny. We were talking on the last episode on the market report uh, about the uh, quality of life. I've heard nothing but complaints on the weather for the last six months. People are like, oh, my yeah. gosh. It's raining. It's raining. Yeah. What is this on. water falling from the sky? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So let me finish where we go. Speaking of beautiful, how are you doing, JT? You're here with us, too. I'm awesome. The weather's been great. I've worn shorts every day. For you, you're long. beautiful and awesome. And then we have Mr. Pete with us. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, James. Thanks. We, I'm glad we're having fun right now because we're going to get into a serious conversation. About about some stuff, Hal. So let, let's get right to it. This is going to be a long one. Wait, wait a minute. So I think we're in San Luis Obispo. We are on the central coast of California. We are. I think if John lived in Milwaukee, he'd uh-huh. still wear shorts in the winter. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you yeah. would. Would you? Hey, I, I've never been to Milwaukee. I would love to go see the the, the baseball stadium there. But I, I'd probably insult Milwaukeeans if if I gave an answer. No, okay, gotcha. Well, I, I think I sent <laughs> I think I sent the team that picture. I was in Chicago in December and I was in shorts and a t shirt. Yeah, and it, it was snowing around, so yeah. I brought California with me. Okay, I, I was freezing, you but yeah, a lot of diplomacy. literally Represent. freezing. Yeah, way to be diplomatic, John. We're gonna have to have a lot of di- <laughs> di- the diplomacy. Is that what they call it in yeah. this, on yeah. this conversation? You're gonna have to okay. watch it. That's today's. Yeah, yeah be careful, Sean. <laughs> this is an exciting when, one. When too. I wave my hand at you, John, JT, that means we gotta take it take it back. Take it back. Gun over yeah. there. Take it back. Yeah, I'll get bringing the hook out and hook yeah. you up. All right, let, let's get rolling. How? What, what do we got today? Well, you know, there, there's lots of things that affect what we do here in real estate on the Central Coast, and one that's come up, and, and it's been happening, but now there's been a late announcement that may have an even larger impact, and that's, you know, the ability to get homeowners slash fire insurance for your home. So, um, you know, when you buy a house, um, if you get a loan, you have to have fire insurance. Otherwise, the lender won't give you insurance. Right? You have to have well, insurance, no matter loan or not. Right? Yeah. You have to have insurance. Well, no, you, no, you don't no, have you, to. You can pay cash, and you don't yeah. have to insure your home. Uh-huh. But I guess. that was oh, smart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, it's not. I smart. got this yeah. hugely valuable asset. And if it burns down, I just come out of pocket. Just watch it burn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so obviously, um, insurance makes complete sense. Right. So, um, and, and John's been involved in the industry. Knows uh, obviously more than we do, but from from a little bit from a distance. One of the, you know, well, I think I think they are probably the largest uh, underwriter of homeowners insurance in California has also pulled back on writing any new policies. So if that amounts to, say, 20 to 25 percent, that means um, that any other company that's left is going to, one, be busy 
Um, two, uh, you know, who knows what will happen to the cost of the things, you know, and, and what's the level of coverage going to be because there is something called the California Fair Plan, and that's for people that just, you know, can't get their homes insured in certain places, and that's very, very expensive. And just to be clear, from the start, it's just writing new policies. They're not completely stopping business. Right. And, and, and I think, and, I'm, and John, I'm going to defer to John, but right. I mean, I have, I have a policy on my house. Right. I don't think they could just say, hey, we're not renewing you. But maybe right. they could because, you know, they got to they got to protect all the other policyholders right. that they yeah. insure. And if they're going broke on everybody, then there's not going to be any money to, to provide the coverage they need to pay the claims. Gotcha. And I probably butchered that. John, correct me. Well... The largest insurer in the state last week announced, as Hal was saying, that they're no longer issuing fire insurance. That company has 20 to 25 percent of the market. Other companies have done the same thing already in the last couple of years. So when you look at the major carriers in the state, most of them have either restricted new writings completely restricted new writings substantially, and some have even non-renewed um, existing clients. So, so here's why we bring this up, you know, because if you're purchasing a home, getting homeowner's insurance is an important aspect. And usually, you know, you used to be able to do it like, oh, we're closing next week. Do you guys have insurance? Oh, no, I'll call my agent. We'll get it written up. Um, I think those days are probably gone. So we try to inform the public about this. And unless, you know, if you're going to be in a real estate transaction or know someone who is, you need to let them know day one, hey, we're about to get in this house. You start working on getting that insurance. Whether they work for a, a one company, they broker, when in, in dealing with an insurance person that helps you get your insurance, you need to get them started to source it out and so you know what the costs are going to be and you can have that in place. What's the shortest escrow that you remember? Seven to ten days, yeah. A week ago, you could walk into uh, the largest insurer in the state and uh, get a homeowner's policy. You know, we're going to close this afternoon. It's noon. I can get one done. Right. Right? Today, with the carriers, I'm told that it may take two, three, four weeks in advance to apply for the coverage in order to get the company to agree to bind the coverage and take on the business. Right. So my recommendation would be the second you open escrow, go apply to multiple carriers. Because if you apply to one and they're not able to do it, you could get to the end of your escrow period and not be able to close. This is going to impact uh, buyers and sellers. The more we can get out ahead of it and advise, you know, the less of a headache it could become. Yeah. Yeah. But it's going to be a headache if you don't jump on it right away. Right. So say I buy a house from you, JT. I'm buying your house. Yes. You have insurance company A. Insurance company A has made the statement there. They're not writing any new policies, even though they've right. insured your house for 25 years right. that I'm buying from you. I come in, I'm like, I'm buying JT's house. Insurance company A, um, will you take me on as a client? They would say no. No. Wow. And, and that is because... That was true before this recent announcement. We wouldn't just say, uh, because you're buying my house and it's been insured with an X, Y, and Z insurance company, that they're going to take, take you as a client because they have not underwritten you. Mm -hmm. They know the property, but they haven't underwritten you. 
did everything I was supposed to do. I qualified for the for the mortgage. I, I did everything I'm supposed to do. I mean, I, I you the you money. may you may have a loss ratio sure. or a history of losses in your current residence that would preclude X Y Z from wanting you as a client. Your last two houses burnt to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, quit storing, quit storing cigarettes and gasoline in the bedroom. In the garage, yeah. yeah. You're using insurance money to buy this but, house. Like, I didn't have anything like that. I, they, they just don't, they, as a Californian, they do not want to have anything to do with me. Well, I don't understand. I don't. I don't understand what you just said there. So I, I don't know how to answer that. Um, well, I'm saying that they're insuring your property. I come in and I'm not. I'm. I. I, I don't pose any risks. Let's say I don't. Well, I don't well, have a history of yesterday. Risk. You're. You're right. You. They. They probably would. But they would underwrite you first. Right. And if you're. If you're a good underwriting risk, you don't present any additional risk. Yeah, they probably would have written it. But now my risk lies in the fact that I just happen to be a Californian. No, what what what's happening is the the XYZ company that we're talking about has said we're not taking on any new risk in this state. And it's not because of you; it's because of the fire. You know, the, think of all the fires we've had and mm-hmm. all the claims that companies you know companies are losing. Mm-hmm. So they, they, their outlay is way more, right? And I, I'm you know I'm not an insurance expert or whatever, but I, I understand this part. So, so now it's like, boy, unless we can charge this much, it just makes no sense for us to charge a couple thousand bucks to insure a you know a million dollar house, and if that thing burns down, they've just I mean, think of all the houses that have burned down in the last couple of years. I mean, it's got to be a record. I, I mean, I don't know, right? We, oh, it's definitely a record. Yeah. So, so that's the thing. So if they, so the pro, I think the challenge is, and JT, correct me, is it's a regulated industry so they're just they're being told that you can only charge this much for okay. insuring people in California it'd be like if you own a gas station they say you know you can only charge 60 cents a gallon for the, your gas but you gotta buy it for 90 cents mm-hmm. you're probably gonna stop pumping gas yes okay I, and, and that's the reality how, I, how, how I get it, it, it just from a, from a I guess a smaller viewpoint. It seems as if though, well, that's a stupid business decision. You guys are losing money by not taking on new clients, but I guess if it's, if they can only charge so much, wait a second, I'm not going to pump you a gallon of gas because I'm going to lose 30 cents. Yeah. I I get, I get that now. I'll keep my 30 cents and not pump any gas. And Uh shut the station down. That's what's happened. Yeah. Or sell sell potato chips in the store. So, so this has happened before in California. Um, Oh, that's interesting. It's happened multiple times. Uh, back in the 90s, after the Northridge quake, um, oh, yeah. in, insurance companies were required to offer earthquake insurance. And about the only thing that could bring the major carriers to their knees in 30 seconds is an earthquake. If they have to offer every homeowner earthquake insurance. Well, companies don't want earthquake insurance. So what happened after... A couple of years of negotiations, the California Earthquake Authority was established, which took a lot of the risk away from the carriers. And so the homeowner's insurance market opened up again. The largest company stopped taking new business. However, they would accommodate existing clients. Uh, Jay sells his house in Arroyo Grande, moves into San Luis Obispo, will write his house in San Luis Obispo. 
Jay is living in Arroyo Grande, decides to buy a house out at the lake as a second home because he's been with the same carrier for a long time. They would accommodate him and write that that business. But they're not doing that now. But they're doing nothing now. It is absolutely no new business. So I've been a client of this biggest carrier for 40 years. I sell my house and move. I've got to find a different carrier for my new house. Could the state of California come up with something like an earthquake authority to help with uh, fire insurance? Well, there is the, the fire insurance of last resort that exists right now called the California Fair Plan. Which is so expensive. It, it's, I have a good friend who actually couldn't get insurance, his, and now he has, he's actually saying, Jay, I'm getting the house ready for sale. I'm leaving the state of California. So there's property that he's going to, but the buyer's going to have the same problem. Buyer's going to have the same problem. Yeah. So what is it, how's that going to affect his values, right? If, if you can't, if you're, if you're looking at paying $20,000 a year for fire insurance times 10 years that you plan on living there, that's $200,000. I'm going to be looking at the price of that property going, well, it's going to be $200,000 less than what you're asking because that's what I'm going to end up paying. Yeah, It, it is interesting um, because we talk a lot about the reason there's so few homes for sale is because it, all these 6.9 million sales we had in 2022 and all the sales we had before and then all the refinances that have a huge percentage of the population either owns their house free and clear or has like three and a half percent or less. Mm-hmm. Right. So I stand my house at three and a half percent. I go out in the market today at six and a half. Right. So that's a change. Right. And then if I go up, not only am I borrowing more, so my interest rates higher, even at the same amount, if I move down, not so affected, right. Maybe I got a small loan. And if I, you know, if I just buy down, I don't have a new mortgage. So the move down buyer wins, but that's limiting our supply. People don't want to give up their homes because of that. Sure. So they're grandfathered in, we call it, at that rate. Now we have insurance, right? So my insurance is very reasonable in my house. I think it's like 2000 bucks a year for an 1,800-square-foot house. Nothing, right? It's not that much, I bet. Okay. Well, well yeah. Should I change... Should I change you, carriers? You Not can't. now. <laughs> so, so my point being is, okay, now I'm going to sell this place, and and if I go to that lender of last resort, I'm hearing quotes between ten and twenty thousand dollars a year. Well, that's a big impact, right? That's a, yeah, that's a thousand bucks a month. That's like a huge increase well, in your rate, you know. So, so the point being is, all these things will con- continue to kind of lead to maybe less homes for sale, or people leave here and go somewhere where each state has different rules, correct, in insurance. So every state's a little bit different, or they don't have a wildfire problem like we do, right? Insurance is state-regulated. Yeah, state regulation. And California is probably the most regulated state in the insurance industry. Yeah. Again, this is another reason where you you have to consider uh, how you feel about government regulations. So at the end of the day, as it goes for real estate, we've got to be on our toes, be proactive in getting insurance, and know it's going to be a little trickier. Is there insurance brokers that can specialize in that, that, that you maybe can refer people to if they have that? <laughs> because it sounds like this is normally, like in our two purchases, insurance was much after the fact. You uh, didn't think about it, just who do I get? Yeah, okay. Insure it. Yeah, there's no somebody. thought involved. Yeah. Um, now it seems like it's much, much more important <laughs> yeah. to, to get out in front of it. So, yeah, I, I'm not really in a position here where I'd quote some people, but we've gotten some people that we feel have some latitude to give people the most options. That's all we can do, yeah. right? Direct them to people, get there early, 
and just be prepared, right? Well, and remember, as we talk about the fair plan, the fair plan product in no way compares to a homeowner's package product that you would typically see from the state farms, the all states, the farmers, the auto clubs, the safe codes, you know, the bigger carriers that, that are in the state. Um, it is a fire only product. It does not, it to, to my recollection, doesn't include liability or personal property. Yeah. And it's very highly priced, as you guys stated. And, so, and sounds so, like my medical insurance. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so th- those same carriers that I just mentioned, I, I don't know all the companies and their underwriting rules, but I have heard kind of through the industry that the big companies that represent that are represented by what we call captured agents, where they only work with one organization, most of those are, have heavily changed underwriting rules that may be as restrictive as no new business to very little new business to even non-renewing existing business. And, and so if you go to a broker, a broker has the ability to uh, go to uh, multiple companies to shop to see if they can get you a product. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be looking to find great pricing right now. I'd be looking to find a product. Jeez. You sound like these headlines that you rail against. I, well, the, the, but it's real. This I mean, is the reality it, yeah. of where we are. Do you think insurance agents are happy? No, no. not no. not not. No. I, I, it would stink if I if I worked for any one of these companies. It's like okay, we're not doing any more new policies in California. Where's the incentive to? stay in that line of business really to be honest with you i mean you can just get the renewals that come in on a regular basis but if that yeah, person ever yeah. sells you can't you can't give them a new policy you know as i said we've been through cycles like this before it will change this is a reaction you know it's been extreme circumstances and then people start to see it you, you know you would you would hope that um people who have uh, uh, who are stakeholders might want to be talking to the people who are decision makers so if I'm the president of the California Association of Realtors, I probably ought to want to have a conversation with the state uh, Department of Insurance Commissioner, mm-hmm. right? I might want to try to influence uh, uh, some some more pragmatic and practical thinking. Well, and, and, and as you said, do you think insurance agents are happy? No. Do no. you right? think real estate agents are happy? Not, n- no. no. Uh, how no. about consumers? How about lenders? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You make a good point because if, if it's left up to the consumer, not everybody's buying a house, right? So if you have right. your policy, you feel pretty good about it, you're like, no, oh, it doesn't really affect me. Mm-hmm. No, it's out of sight, out of mind. But for those new buyers, it does. So it, it will take a, a group effort to kind of bring hopefully some semblances because obviously the costs are going to go up and the consumer you know, is going to pay more for this kind of, I mean, we just took out 20 to 25% of the supply of insurance. Wow. So now you're going to have backlogs, delays, um, pricing situations. Again, I, I can't talk about, I, I don't know how the pricing works, but you know, if you don't have enough supply, you know what happens to the price of stuff. Yeah, right. it's going to go up. Fundamental, yeah. you know, basic economics. I think we did the last, the last week's market report was about that a little bit. Not, <laughs> not, enough, yeah. not enough inventory. Not Those enough prices inventory. are going to stay. Yeah, you know, they'll probably if, stay that way. Yeah. If if the Department of Insurance 
were to grant uh, these carriers rate increases, um, my sense is we'd see some change. Now, depending on the amount of the rate increase would probably determine the amount of change to their underwriting rules. The one company that I have the most information about, I know their reserves have, have dropped by about two-thirds in this state the last two years. So the one thing you don't want to have happen is have a have a claim, and the insurance company goes, ah, <laughs> sorry. sorry, man, right? don't have any money. Who would have yeah. thought insurance? I know, right? Yeah, yeah, you somebody. never know. Well, and, yeah. uh, think about a first-time homebuyer, right? They're, they've got they've scraped together just enough money to put it for a down payment. They've scraped together just enough money for closing costs, and they find out their fire insurance is going to put them out of the market, and they can't buy. Yeah, or buy a less expensive home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were already like in the entry level because they were a first-time yeah. home buyer, yeah. and now they get pinched out because insurance is pushing them away from the ability. What's to What's crazy a about it? What I don't understand is the state takes the, the stance there. It's like, okay, yeah, everybody could build a shed in the backyard. And go, <laughs> somebody could go ahead and live in that shed, but by the way, it's going to cost you so much to insure that shed that you can't afford that shed. That makes no no sense to me. Bingo. Yeah. <laughs> you just made John's day. Hey, Jay. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think everything that's worthwhile in life comes with obstacles. Mm, it does. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's easy. It wouldn't. No, it, if it was easy, nobody'd do it, right? Yeah. When's, when was the best time to buy real estate in California? Oh, you <laughs> know, two, two best times are today and 20 years ago. But 20 years ago would have been the best time to buy. Especially for insurance. It, yeah. Because of insurance, does that mean it's not a good time to buy real estate today? No, it's still a great time to buy. That's, that's, that's the moral of the story yeah. right there. Do not let this obstacle stop you from making a good business decision. Just make sure you know how to navigate this additional obstacle that wasn't there a week ago. And, and you know what, John, to your point about the earthquake and the um, earthquake, whatever that the, was formed in the state of California, like they insurance companies are like, okay, hey, we're not, uh, we need to pull out now because of this earthquake thing. The state fixed it and now they came back in. So if you can get into a house now and the fire insurance is an issue, but it's going to push buyers away that can't get into it and you can, and the state corrects this problem by, you know, some policy change and insurance companies can come back in then you can get just like buying you know at a high interest rate you can always refinance get into you know a home that you can get into today maybe somebody else can't get it because of this interest because of the fire insurance and then when the policies change or it becomes more attractive for the insurance companies they come back now you got a better rate you just end up as a, a win on top of a win who wouldn't have liked to bought a house in 1979 or 80 oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? but rates were 16 17 18 yeah. something, somewhere in that range yeah, you, right you would have been today yeah. you think that's crazy but oh wait the purchase price was ten thousand dollars exactly so 19, over time it works its way out right yeah. 1978 48 six baby yeah, yeah. it's my first house <laughs> i wasn't alive yet but it's fine yeah you weren't alive yet <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a down payment on a down payment uh-huh. on a car today yeah maybe maybe yeah yeah, yeah. All right, Hal, I like to do this every once in a while. So if anybody has any questions on uh, any of this stuff, I know you're not an insurance expert, but JT is. We can find out information if, if anybody needs it. How do uh, people get a hold of you to uh, ask you some questions about real estate? Sure, yeah, and, and we do know who to send people to, so certainly call us for that. So, yeah, the, the office line is 805-781-3750, probably the best number to call, Yeah, and we'll right. get you taken care of. You have an email too, right? Um, yeah, it's 
H, well, H Swayze or Hal, Hal, Hal at Team Swayze. That's easier to spell. Yeah, Hal. Why do you always ask him when he looks at you? Because <laughs> I don't ever call or email myself. He doesn't, he doesn't do email himself, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. You forget your own phone number. So there's a, a web page. <laughs> Hal's a little Hollywood now. He has all the little people do that stuff for him. Oh, so. come on. <laughs> I'm joking. Yes. All right, uh, guys, thank you so much. Uh, I'm glad we were able to give out this uh, awesome information. JT, you kept you kept it on. I saw you getting a little red there for a few seconds, but uh, great job. I know there's a lot more you wanted to give, JT. That passion comes through on, yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. I you held back nicely. Good. good job. I'll, I'll let Jeff edit this. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he just needs to say it to get yeah. it off of his, I, off I, of his I chest. Open the can. I get it. I get it. I open you know the can. who's responsible for this crisis? <laughs> We're editing this. <laughs> we all are. Because oh. we voted in the people who are making these decisions. I'll, I'll edit some of that. <laughs> <laughs> he just had to put it on the mic. You had me at We All Are. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. Thank you very much. We'll see you all next week. Thank you, everybody, for, for uh, listening to us. Yes. Soapboxes. Thank you for listening to the House Wazy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. It comes out every Monday, so check for it in your feed for the latest information on the San Luis Obispo County market. The Slow County Real Estate with House Swayze podcast is available wherever you get your podcast and on housewayze.com where you can find current listings and other real estate tips. Housewayze.com, that's H-A-L-S-W-E-A-S-E-Y.com. I am James Bueno, Director of Marketing for the House Swayze Group. If you're looking for anything real estate, give us a call, 805-781-3750. House Swayze is a licensed California real estate broker. DRE number 01111911. The Slow County Real Estate with House Swayze Podcast is a production of AGM Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.